Coming up. It's another step in the case, you know, and and I think it is it is a big one. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. It's been nearly five years since two friends, 13-year-old Abby Williams and 14-year-old Libby German, were killed while out on a hike in Delphi, Indiana. Libby German and Abby Williams went missing after visiting a trail outside Delphi. Their bodies were found on Valentine's Day, just out of sight of the bridge where the girls were last seen alive. There really is nothing anyone can say, nothing anyone can do to ease the pain here in Delphi. Everyone still walks around thinking, will there ever be justice? Now, despite all of these clues, even a nationwide attention on the case, even on television, police have never found the person responsible. On December 6th, Indiana State Police provided an update on their investigation, one that's already spurred hundreds of tips. Now, a renewed sense of hope with an announcement this week from state police asking for information about a social media profile linked to the investigation. Joining us is Emily Longnecker, a reporter with WTHR in Indianapolis. Emily, you've been covering some updates related to the heartbreaking case of two young girls in Delphi, Indiana, 14-year-old Liberty or Libby German and 13-year-old Abigail Williams. Before we get to the latest, fill us in on the background here. What happened back in 2017? Well, uh, back in 2017, two young girls uh, from Delphi, friends, They had the day off from school and they decided to go on a hike uh, on a nature trail that's well known in Delphi. And the older sister of Libby German dropped them off at the trail and they were never seen again. And the next day their bodies were found in a wooded area near the bridge where they had been hiking. Uh, It was called the Monon High Bridge. Over the next months and years, uh, you know, investigators released different information. Um, One of the first things that came out was audio that uh, investigators believe was audio of of the killer. And that audio was taken on Libby German's cell phone. And then a week later, they released an audio recording from her phone of the man saying, down the hill, take a listen. And, you know, we still don't know why she rolled that day. There's She rolled on video and audio. Um, and so you heard um, what police believe is the killer saying down the hill. Um, and later they released a little more of that uh, audio to hear the man say, guys, down the hill. Since then, two sketches have come out. One initially that seemed to show uh, an older man. And then a couple of years later, um, police released released a different suspect, a different sketch, and said, "This is the this is the sketch that you want to go with," which um, depicted a, a much younger man. During the course of this investigation, we have concluded the first sketch released will become secondary. As of today, the result of the new information and intelligence over time leads us to believe the sketch, which you will see shortly is the person responsible for the murders of these two little girls. They also, um, you know, released a little video that shows this uh, suspect walking towards the girls. And it would appear he has like a little bit of a limp. I mean, I, you know, I've talked to um, Mike Patty, Libby's grandfather, 
a few times about this, that, you know, just the fact that Libby had the presence of mind to to roll uh, on this, uh, to, you know, push record on her phone. And um, he says he thinks his granddaughter probably thought, well, I better roll on this just in case and, and show my grandfather later um, that something is strange about this man. And, and obviously we know that... Um, you know, she never she never got a chance to to show that to her to her grandfather. Just to recap some of that, it sounds like investigators are working with quite a few clues. We have sketches, audio, and video. But over the past nearly five years now, have there been any named suspects? No named suspects. You know, but interestingly enough, I have to tell you, I get emails and Facebook messages. Gosh, I, I don't want to say once a month, but uh, several a year where people will message me and say, you know, pretty emphatically, this is the guy. I know this is the guy. And, you know, this, that, and the third, and give me all the reasons why they think this is, it's their neighbor or it's this person or that person. And so people, you know, a, a lot of people have, um, obviously taken interest in this case. They want to see it solved and have have tried through their own efforts to to figure out who this could be. But at this point, state police have have never named any suspects. And so this case has now been unsolved for nearly five years. You mentioned you've talked to Libby's grandfather, Mike Patty. What did you have to say about what those five years have been like for that family? I mean... Last year, the girls would have been seniors in high school. So we we talked then about just how bittersweet it was to see some of the girls' friends um, graduate and, and go on with their lives. Most recently, when I talked to him, you know, he talked about the holidays coming and what do you do? What do you do for Libby? You know what I mean? What do we do? Do you put out a stocking? I mean, we... You know what I mean? Would you do a set of places at the table? I mean, just really raw, heartbreaking stuff that, uh, you know, um, as the years go on, it doesn't get any easier um, because these families don't have any answers. And it bothers, you know, Mr. Patty has talked quite frequently about it bothers him knowing that whoever did this is still out there, is still out there and, you know, could possibly do this again. Nobody had a right to do that. You know what I mean? Two innocent girls' lives you had no right. You had no right to do that. Anna Williams, Abby's mother, has talked to me about, you know, trying to have the attitude that today is the day. Every day is the day. Every day could possibly be the day that the, the right clue comes in, the right tip comes in that leads them to to whoever did this. But you have to imagine that five years in, I mean, it would be, I think it would be difficult to sustain that every single day um, and then not have answers every single day. Right. I know hearing some of these conversations has made me reflect on how, you know, most of us, we get to hear about a tragedy like this and then turn off the news or turn off a podcast or whatever it is. But for these families, this is their reality. It's there every single day. It's there every single day. And, you know, there's, you know, there had been discussion, you know, is was this a person that was just passing through or is this someone living in our midst? And, you know, at one point uh, a few years ago, state police gave a press conference. It's when they released that second sketch. And the superintendent of the Indiana State Police, Doug Carter, came out, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing his words, but he basically said, you know, this person, the person responsible, could be in this room right now, could be watching. Directly to the killer who may be in this room. 
and I remember everyone kind of pausing and 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 looking around and uh I remember just feeling like the the hair on my arms stand up right just thinking like oh my you know it is is someone here and 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 the families have talked about that you know not knowing you know, are we walking past the person every day or, you know, are, you know, do we see them in the grocery store and not realize it? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that would be just to have that, um, hanging over your head and out there would be very, very difficult. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. Let's talk about the recent news here. Seemingly the most significant update we've had in quite a while investigators have flagged a social media account. How did that come about? Yeah, so on Monday, December 6th, in the evening, state police put out a video and they said, we have an update in the Delphi investigation and we need the public's help. Uh, We want to hear from anyone who has been communicating with the social media profile, Anthony underscore shots. This could be a social media profile on Instagram, Facebook, and, and uh, on all kind of social media, Anthony underscore shots. And they said that um, this is in relation to the Delphi investigation. Um, the picture that you see on this profile uh, we have identified is really a male model. So it's a, a catfishing kind of situation, right? So the person pictured is not actually who opened this profile. And further, we it's our understanding that Anthony underscore shots has used this profile to solicit images of underage girls, nudes, sexual images, and also um, used it as a way to meet young teenagers. And so we want to hear public, anyone out there, if you've had any... Um, uh, dealings with Anthony underscore shots on social media, we want to hear from you. So everyone, you know, all the, the media here locally and, and even nationally, I saw, you know, got that out there and started to dig, just knew that, okay, this is, this is somehow this, this Anthony underscore shots is somehow they think related to the Delphi investigation. They are saying they are looking into this social media profile as part of their investigation into who killed Abby and Libby. Through some digging, um, we found out that there was a man in jail here in Indiana, in Miami County, a man um, by the name of Keegan Anthony Klein that court documents revealed uh, was the person that created that social media profile, Anthony underscore shots. Today, we've learned they've identified the man behind that profile as Keegan Klein, but police have not named him as a person of interest in the Delphi murders. They haven't even called him a person of interest, but he is in jail right now on a separate case awaiting trial on, um, I think, 30 charges involving uh, possession of child pornography, child solicitation. So... His lawyer has come out and said that, um, you know, he is in no way involved with the murders of Abby and Libby. And, you know, state police, again, have never completely connected the dots uh, and said that he is a suspect or a person of interest. But they, they, they say they're looking into this 
social media profile that they say they believe is connected to the Delphi investigation. And court documents reveal that that he opened this social media profile uh, six months before the girls disappeared and were found dead. And we know that uh, 11 days after their bodies were found, state police and the FBI did serve search warrants on his home. 11 days later and 40 minutes to the northeast, on February 25th, Indiana State Police, the FBI, and Peru police served a search warrant at a house in Peru where Klein was living with his father. Police confiscated a half dozen phones and electronic devices. Court records say that Klein admitted to receiving about 100 sexual pictures from underage girls. Police found sexually explicit images and videos of underage girls on several devices. But court documents reveal Klein factory reset one phone two days before police arrived and deleted the internet history and social media apps from another phone before turning it over to police two days after he was interviewed. Klein was not charged until August 19, 2020. He faces 30 felony counts from 2016 and 2017 for possession of child pornography, child exploitation, obstruction of justice, and synthetic identity deception. Have investigators said how exactly they think this profile might be connected to this case? Do we know at this point if Libby or Abby might have been in contact with the fake profile? So investigators have not said that. Um, and they've said, we know that you have a lot of questions and whys and wait, how did how did we even get here? And where does Anthony underscore shots come from? How are you even onto that? And they said, you know, these are questions we can't answer. I asked Mike Patty last week, you know, do you have any reason to believe that Libby um, would have communicated with this social media profile. Do you know if she communicated? And he said, I don't know. But he did say, you know, that he talked with his granddaughter quite a bit about safety online and the importance of always having an awareness and not communicating with anyone online that you don't know. So we do know that this is a conversation that he had uh, with his granddaughter about online safety and internet safety. Because I discussed so many things in, the, in relation to safety and just being... Uh, you know, cautious of your surroundings at all times. What else did Mike Patty have to say about this most recent news? I can't imagine the emotions that it brings up, but is he hopeful that this brings his family one step closer to hopefully getting the answers that they've been pushing for for five years now? Yeah, absolutely. He said, you know, this is another step in the case. It's another step in the case, you know, and and I think it is it is a big one. He encouraged us to share that state police video where they're asking, you know, they're soliciting information for anyone who has um, had any contact with this social media profile. So, and, you know, he, he, he just said that he, he's glad that it seems to be pushing forward and, you know, it, it was a, a new development and we haven't heard a lot in the past couple years. And it sounds like investigators have come forward with this information now in the hopes that it'll bring up some new tips. And it sounds like that that is exactly what's happened, that new tips are coming in. Yes, yes. Uh, 500 um, so far, we've been told from state police, at least 500 so far have come in since last week. So, um you know, he talked about, Mike Patty talked about, you know, this to 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 finally figure it out or to, to have some more connections would be a big weight off of, you know, everyone's shoulders, the family's shoulders, the community's shoulders. I, I visited Delphi last week and went into a um, pizza shop on the, on the square. And it's, you know, this tiny, charming little bedroom community. And um, 
behind the counter were two young women who had gone to school with Abby and Libby, and they were working behind the counter. And they talked about how this really kind of changed, you know, how they approached their young lives. Everyone still walks around thinking, will there ever be justice? There's no closure. Like, it's like, it's just something that you sit on, and it just gets, it's just like, the caution about it dies down, but you're still worried about it. All of a sudden, their parents were very cautious about them going out. They were very cautious. Um, it kind of changed their, their perspective on things. They went from feeling really safe in their in their little community and thinking nothing of hiking in the woods and being on nature trails to all of a sudden um, looking over their shoulders and, and 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 wondering you know who who did this to their friends and um, you know uh, in in the restaurant you know there was a picture of Abby and Libby up and um, it said you know um, justice will be served for Abby and Libby so this is also a community that has not forgotten. Um, about these two young ladies um, and how much they were loved. I know it's also a case that's affected people all over the country. Before I let you all mention to our listeners that there is a lot more to this case and all of WTHR's coverage can be found at WTHR.com. For anyone who has information about the case or about this social media profile, investigators ask you to send tips to Abby and Libby Tip at CACOSHRF.com. That address can also be found at WTHR.com along with a list of specific pieces of information investigators are looking for. Emily Longnecker, thanks for sharing this story. Of course. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for more podcasts, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows, where you can search Volt Studios in your podcast app. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.